What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Hey, it has been 10 long days, but we are back, back, back. Uh, and the reason we did not record uh, sooner is because I was pretty messed up uh, from both ends. I was shitting and vomiting my soul. Uh, <laughs> where let's see on, we usually record on Friday. So on Wednesday, I literally was like, I, I had to call out of work and then I spent all of Wednesday and Thursday not moving. And then I filled an entire, this is TMI, but I don't care. You know, those little like bathroom, uh, trash cans, maybe about like that big Yeah. in one sitting, I completely filled it from empty to full just vomiting nonstop no vomiting why would i shit what were you where were you spitting up then dude i have no idea i don't know i but i was like this is the most vomit i've ever seen in my life i didn't even try to salvage the trash can just threw the trash can oh yeah i've been there and in the next two days i didn't throw up once it was from the other side and yesterday how much cheese did you eat you know you're lactose intolerant you remember (laughs) this do you i don't know what the fuck it was no we know what it was so his his son was sick a few days before he got sick and then it just spiraled having kids is fun getting sick from your kids is fun i rarely ever get sick like i rarely ever ever get sick um but when i get sick it knocks me for a loop and I would say 90% of the reason I've been sick in the last two years is because of my child. Because oh, all of a what? sudden, she would be sick, and about two days later, I'm sick. Ugh, it's the worst. I mean, well, it was plus... easy when, when I with the wife. I've been with the wife for seven years. Um, she's a teacher, so whenever she'd get sick from teaching her elementary school kids, and she would come home, I would just be like, ah, I have, you know, I'll just stay away from you and everything would be fine. I can't do that with the kid. I got it, you know, hands on. So, ugh. yeah. So, well, yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better. I know you're not a hundred percent. I know your child's still not a hundred percent. You guys ever. We're both I, probably like 85%. Right. 85%, so I'm saying not a hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, yesterday I was still like 50%. <laughs> Where I felt like shit until almost like 8 p.m. So, oh, yeah. I mean, because we were going to record yesterday, everybody. And then he was just like, he hit me up like 15 till. I'm like, I even literally was typing as he was typing. And I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. And he was like, nah. So, yeah, this time it's not my toaster. It is still a toaster because <laughs> we planned on starting about over a half hour ago. And I couldn't get my computer to work. So that was fun. Um, anyway, uh, I have a little bit of a rasp in my voice sexy it's very sexy yeah it's very sexy from, it's from all that in and out i guess I don't know. <laughs> uh but um anyway what a what a, a bad yeah what a bad time to get sick though because so much shit not the literal shit i had but actual shit has happened in the sports world we have the start of the nba playoffs and we missed the playoff games or the play-in games, I'm sorry. So we missed the play-in games. Uh, then we started the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. But we're going to start real quick with just two big NFL news. 
and kind of both of them tie into a third that we missed while we were gone, which the first one was the Baltimore Ravens signing uh, OBJ to an insanely, insanely overpriced contract casino. Did you see how much he was getting? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, isn't it like 17 million guaranteed and, uh, 17 million guaranteed, something like that. And then like what, 2024. Yeah. For like one year for a guy who has been an injury prone wide receiver for the past three years, like uh, both both knees have been blown out, man. Right. It was both, it was both. Uh, yeah, he had to have surgery cares. on both knees, I think, a year apart from each other. Obviously, he helped the Rams win the Super Bowl, famous from literally one catch in New York. He also had, you know, great numbers. Which the was first an amazing, you know what? I want to talk about that real quick. Just quick side note. That was an amazing catch. It really was. But I've seen so many plays like that since. Yeah. That well, like, and the Justin okay, Jefferson yours wasn't catch that last stuff. year. Yeah, it was even better. And it's just like, yeah. I don't understand how, I, I don't get why that was such a big deal. I, I don't. Yeah, it was cool. He caught the football. I've seen better plays back back when um, Randy Moss was on the Patriots and they were having that wonderful year. There was an awesome catch where he caught it one-handed running out of the end zone with his back turned to the quarterback and he caught the by the nose of the ball. And like, that's just as impressive. Anyway, yeah. all right, sorry. OBJ overrated completely way too much money for him. And especially if Lamar Jackson's not staying. Well, that's the thing. Like does I know OBJ is like the TikTok uh, everyone's favorite wide receiver, right? Like he's like, he feels like, you know, like how you, that you hear stand-up comedians being like, this stand-up over here isn't the most popular comedian, but all the comedians love that stand-up. He's a stand-ups comedian. I feel like OBJ is the football player's football player. Like, they all love him because he, you know, has, like, all the highlight plays. He had the first, I think it was, like, first three years, right? He was setting, like, rookie records or first three years in a league records and stuff, but that was a long time ago. Uh, If we're looking just at his stats right now, I mean, for... His first, oops, for his first three seasons, he had a hundred or no, 91 receptions, 96 receptions, 101 receptions, all over 1300 yards, all over 10 touchdowns, right? He was like, we hadn't seen someone like that come out of college as a rookie and make that kind of impact in a long, long time, right? Maybe ever. And then all of a sudden, he, I believe he got injured for the last uh, two years he was in the on the Giants. He only played four games, then 12 games. Then he went to Cleveland and he played 16 games, a full season, only had, or had a thousand yards, four touchdowns. Not bad. Then he only played seven. Then he played six. Then he played eight with the Rams for a total of 300 yards and five touchdowns. So it's like, again, if this was a move where the Ravens were signing OBJ from 2016, like congrats, like that's a great signing. It'll probably get Lamar Jackson to stay, but that's from 2016. Like it's now 
2023. I don't get why we're still hyping up uh, OBJ as if he was like the last missing piece uh, of a, you know, a great team where it was just like, you get OBJ and you're set. I just don't, why would this, and then we can segue into the uh, Jalen Hurts, which will connect with the Lamar Jackson of it all. But mm-hmm. why would this move be the move where it was just like, oh, Lamar Jackson wanted $250 million guaranteed, but they're right. not going to give him that. They're going to give him OBJ. So now that's the equivalent. Like, I don't get what, like, I don't get what this will do. Why? I don't get why the Ravens would make this move. I know. We, we, we kind of talked about this. The Ravens have been such a smart organization for many years. They've always been in the running. They've always had a good team. And this just is very uncharacteristic of them to make this kind of a move, especially when you don't know what your quarterback situation is going to be next year. And I, I just don't like what they're doing. It, it feels weird. It feels off. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I don't, it feels I don't like, like a lot of wasted money for yeah. uh, also for a position where it's like a month. They, they signed OBJ a month before the draft in a draft where I'm, like the last three drafts, all you hear people say is, oh, it's so overrun with wide receiver talent. Like this is a stack draft for wide receivers. It's like the last the last uh, Super Bowl champion, like do they, I don't even think they're keeping any of their wide receivers. They're signing all new guys. Like wide receiver is one of those positions where it's maybe – gone from one of the most important to one of the least like in a team in the team aspect of it like i don't i just yeah but (sighs) now we get to from the maybe one of the least important positions on the field to the most important position on at least the football field which is quarterback my quarterback casino the philadelphia eagles quarterback jalen hurts yesterday signed (laughs) A massive, massive contract. I'm trying to find it right here. Uh, so it is total value 200 or no. Yeah. 255 million dollars. Million, yeah. He got 110 million guaranteed at signing. And then for like, if it's spaced over the next couple years, it's a cap hit. This year for six million, then a cap it for fourteen, then twenty-two, then thirty-two. So, so what's you good know, about that's this not though, including... is it, is is you know that goes towards the you know that's towards the back end, which is good. You know that yeah. that's at least good that it's towards the back end. Uh, maybe you could get a few people in, few you know, few pieces. Uh, as you sent to me, you know they have four year they have a four year window to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then. When so the Eagles do this a lot, which is why like Howie Roseman is always ranked one of the best GMs is he's really good him and his team at like manipulating the cap. So this looks like a big number. It puts him right there with all the other quarterbacks in the league who have had these type of big contract extensions. But then it becomes one of those things where the contracts all backloaded. So then when it gets to the point where it's like, if you do the math on this and somebody already did, because I'm fucking dumb when it comes to math. So I wasn't going to do it, but 
his past uh his last two years of this contract he would end up getting like 90 million dollars spread across two years so instead what they do and by they i mean like the eagles roseman yeah they extend his contract turn that into like dead cap or something or adjust adjust it into the next contract or if uh, this contract doesn't pan out or Hertz doesn't pan out. They only eat like the cost of half of it. I don't fucking know. I don't understand how the cap There's so works. many rules. <laughs> Neither does your kid. Your kid's just he yelling does, out there. I have no idea. How the cap works? Oh, you do? Oh, he understands it. But yeah. Uh, thoughts on, on this? Thoughts on this? Um, I like the deal. Um, again, well, here's the thing. I, I'm notorious for saying that I don't like long contracts. This is a short contract, but it's a lot of money still. But this is a quarterback that had showed multiple times, even with a little bit of an injury, showed multiple times that he can win you games through the air on the ground. He just competes. He's won them games single-handedly on himself multiple times. I like the signing. I like that they're keeping him. They're showing him that he's worth it. You know, they took him to a Super Bowl. So I like the deal. I like that it's a shorter deal. It's back-end heavy. And how you were saying is that organization, they're good at fluctuating the cap on the back end of the deals to still be friendly for the organization. I don't know how that works, but they make it work. So I don't understand I like the. I like the deal, though. What's your thoughts? I mean, this is your team. This is your guy. I mean, you know, I w- the Carson Wentz contract extension, I remember being like, oh, why are we doing this? Like one of those kind of things where it was especially where it was like he had the one great season, but then when it we didn't see him at all in the playoffs, right? He wasn't – he was gone in the playoffs, and then it was obviously Nick Foles who came and won. I don't know what Super you're talking blah, about. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> the one que- the two question marks going into this season were for the Eagles were is Jalen Hurts the guy and can he be a good to great playoff quarterback right those are the two questions because he was had a rocky first season when he was officially starting and then he had maybe his worst game as a professional against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first playoff game so then he comes out this year has an MVP season where if he would have played maybe one of the two games he missed he would have won the MVP but still MVP season and then he goes into the playoffs that first game, I believe it was against the – what was their first playoff game? It wasn't against uh, the Giants, really? was it? It was against the Giants. Their first the Giants, game – Giants made the second round. Yeah, they they got the first round by. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So against the Giants, it was like, okay, like he was fine in it, but it wasn't anything to like write home about. And then he has – what I think is a great, great game against the 49ers, number one defense. We've talked enough shit about the 49ers, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Uh, Then he goes into the Super Bowl and has maybe one of the best played Super Bowl games we've ever seen. Like, I mean, he was, except for the fumble, 
Which... It remind yeah no and it's totally fair you know what that remind it reminds me of the the Brady game back when he played the Eagles where he had yeah. an amazing amazing game and it just did not pan out you know like it, yeah. it it's it looked very identical to that and everybody remembers you know the one bad play from that where the the what you guys call the Philly special but the Patriots had done it many times before you guys picked that up whatever. Um, and they've ran it earlier that year and they successfully completed it. Just throwing that out there, but whatever. <laughs> um, all they remember is, you know, they remember that play. They, mm-hmm. they don't, they remember that play. They remember the phone, like they remember that, but they don't talk about how good he was. And that's the same with Jalen hurts. How good was he? He was absolutely phenomenal. And also there should have been a face mask call. Let's not get into that. That's We've true. already, We've got a short. We've got a short, uh, short time on this game or on this talk. <laughs> we also have a, a lot to whole, get to. Almost hour long podcast where we talk about that Super Bowl. So uh, go back but, to it. Yeah, just to generalize all of it, he had he the best quarterback in football right now at this moment. I think it's not debatable. Is Patrick Mahomes right? He's just what if. There's 32, there's 31 other teams in the NFL that would all trade every player they have to get Patrick Mahomes right now. But uh, the only person to ever outplay Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl is Jalen Hurts. Like Tom Brady didn't have that great of a game in that Tampa Bay, Kansas City game. It was all Tampa Bay's defense that just shut Patrick Mahomes down. And then the other one they had against the 49ers, like Jimmy G didn't, uh, he missed the wide open throw and nobody was saying that Jimmy G had a great game. Like toe for toe hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes. And then if the Eagles had even a halfway competent defensive coordinator, it, this, this story would be Super Bowl winner and MVP Jalen Hurts signs most expensive contract, blah, 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 blah. So it's all well-deserving. And it's also the, and we'll segue to the last bit of NFL news before we get into other stuff, but it also segues into the Lamar Jackson thing, which is everybody knew the Deshaun Watson contract, we've talked about it many times, was a mistake, right? No Mm -hmm. other quarterback is going to get that kind of contract. And all the other owners are now making it known like that's not happening again. It's basically like written in stone, right? So then it becomes, well, the three, the four quarterbacks that were up for big contracts next were Herbert with the Chargers, Burrow with the Bengals, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, and Hurts with the Eagles, right? So Smart on her, smart on the Eagles. Maybe not so much on Hertz, but I don't really feel like he's the type of guy to be like, I need five hundred million dollars. Like he just doesn't come across as that guy. Right. But they offered it to him. You know, of yeah. course he accepted, but yeah, yeah. And plus, he was a he seems like a really humble guy. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And again, I feel like in the NFL, look at Patrick Mahomes. If you're a great quarterback, which Hurts has shown he is and can be even better. Uh, you're going to get sponsorship deals. You're going to be the face of whatever the fuck you want to be the face of, right? So it's like, let's just sign a deal, get it out of the way. I mean, it wasn't even like 
this thing was like, oh yeah, the Eagles and Hertz need to do a contract. And then nobody talked about it. And then it was just like, they got this contract done and everybody's happy. And then it's just like, we didn't have to sacrifice, we being the Eagles, didn't have to sacrifice any players, didn't have to cut anybody, didn't have to lose any big money players. Like everybody we lost, we couldn't afford even before the Hertz contract. And then they signed replacements and it's like all good. Now it gets to the point where it's like, how big is that Burrow contract going to be? How big is the Herbert contract going to be? And I feel like big, man, big, big. I feel like Herbert, it's weird that he's in this conversation because it's also kind of like, what has Herbert done to, I mean, we saw Burrow have a great Super Bowl. We saw Hertz have a great Super Bowl. Two quarterbacks who we've seen lead their teams to Super Bowls. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, you can write a blank check for whatever he wants because he's led his team to multiple Super Bowls. Obviously, I don't have to hype up Patrick Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. Herbert is kind of all just potential, where the other ones you've seen like, okay, they can get it done. So do I expect the Burrow contract to be bigger? Yes. I don't think the Herbert contract should be bigger. I think it should be right around this range. But now I'll move into the, the news that came out and... Me and Casino were talking about this, I believe, last episode or two episodes ago, where we're just like, nothing's really happening in the NFL because the two big stories were Rodgers and Lamar, right? And, like, nothing had come out about that. So then this news kind of also broke after this contract talk, which I hadn't heard of. I know you hadn't heard of or would have talked about it, but apparently – the last Ravens offer to Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson. The, the total uh, collective value of the contract would have been $250 million. He would have got $133 million guaranteed and, or at signing. So he would have got $133 million guaranteed at signing. And then over That's the course insanity. of the contract he would have gotten $200 million guaranteed. So, and he reportedly turned that down. So you're almost at a quarter billion dollars. Like fucking (laughs) come on. And so at this moment with a quarter of a billion dollars, suck my dick, walk away, get out of here. I don't care who you are. It's, it is insane that there is a person on this planet for to do his job, he turned down a contract where he got $200 million. Like, that's fucking crazy. And this has led to the, and that was Guess from what? Adam Schefter. 133, whatever it was, 100 blah, 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 guaranteed. You go out first game, snap your leg, you can't play football ever again. Guess what? You got 130-something million guaranteed. Fuck it <laughs> yeah. up. Shut up. Well, no. Get off the field. The guaranteed money was two hundred million. So he that was just he got one hundred thirty three at signing. So he breaks his leg, contracts over, he gets two hundred million guaranteed. But apparently, and that was also only for this Jalen Hurts one is for what four years, I believe the or no, it was yeah, I I, can't, I don't care, but. 
I believe the 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 Lamar Jackson one was for a shorter contract term than the Jalen Hurts one. So he would have gotten two hundred million dollars in a shortened contract, which meant if he was still healthy and fine and a good quarterback, he could have gotten another contract after this for potentially more because the cap keeps rising. So at this point, Casino, if you're Lamar Jackson, like what? I don't like, what do you want? What are like, does he, is he literally just putting a line in the sand and being like, I need $250 million guaranteed or like, I'm not playing football again. Like where, if, yeah. if, if it, that's exactly rape, what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Oh, this is again, like the, the, this made, Jalen Hurts look really good because he got paid. Everybody's saying it's deserved, blah, 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 blah. But is there a bigger contract that makes Lamar Jackson look like just a fucking idiot? Like, how are you this? Are agents really this important? Where I read something uh, uh, on one post about this where it was like, that made a pretty good point. What agent is going to be like Lamar Jackson? This is a really good deal. You should take it or you're an idiot. Like, I don't get what agent Lamar Jackson needs to tell him these are good deals. Like, I don't think at this point, it just seems like he's just holding out just to hold out. But have fun next year playing on a, for $40 million where none of it's guaranteed and it's all just like. In the Canadian Football League. Well, he's, he's still franchise tagged. So it's like I, he's gonna get paid, but I know if I'm something happens, a, like trying to make a joke about he's shit out of luck. Well, I mean, the USFL just started up, the XFL just started up. I, I'm pretty sure their quarterbacks are getting paid two hundred million dollars. So just go to one of those leagues. Go to one of those leagues. But congrats to Hertz, uh, Lamar Jackson. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then, uh, OBJ congrats, but Ravens, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. So now casino, let's move over to NBA. Uh, since we last talked, the NBA playoffs are in full swing. Just, some fucking bangers of a great, great first round. Uh, let's start, uh, just, uh, we'll touch on it a little. Uh, just the play-in tournament. The only good... I mean, all the of them Lakers were pretty game. good games. The which one? The Laker game. Yeah, but the Laker game. I mean, that was... First off, the play-in tournament this year is a perfect example of why the play-in tournament just works. All the games were exciting. They all felt like they meant something. The crowds were going fucking crazy. The, and then the Lakers... And Timberwolves just play a game where you're just like, like, uh, I believe it's last six possessions. It was five Lakers turnovers, or no, it was four Lakers turnovers, a LeBron James miss three point, and then a LeBron James pass to an open three pointer, which made it where they were leading by three. It goes to the other side. Anthony Davis fouls. I can't remember the player. Fouls him 
on the three-point line. He makes three field goals or three free throws to send the game into OT, and then the Lakers win in OT. The best part about this whole thing, though, was the guy that scored it for the Lakers, um, LeBron dished it out to him. Again, I don't know players all that well, uh, but threw it out, dished it out to him. It looked great. He hit the three right on the baseline with about, it came out with like 1.4 seconds left. And he's standing in front of the opposing bench, like doing this to his arm, like ice <laughs> yeah. in the veins, ice in the veins. And yeah. I have my entire bar. I turned off the Knights game. They're, they were up 4-1. I was like, all right, I'm going to turn it over to this. This is this is the more exciting game. And I had Lakers fans in there wanting to watch it. So I uh, turned the volume on for that. And I want chaos because I just care about chaos. And so I'm in, I'm literally in my, in my bar going chaos, chaos, I'm chanting <laughs> chaos. And they're all just like giving me the look and whatnot. And they're like, you know, fuck you, man. Hey, joking, you know, whatever. And I was just, after they made that three, they all kind of like, which I mean, like, it's over, it's over. Like, no, there's a, <laughs> there's a second and a half left on that clock. And of sure enough, Anthony Davis just plays into the dude. Point yeah, one lays into left. the dude, just and people are like that's not a foul. Yeah, what? Like the dude didn't have any oh, room to land. An- yeah, Anthony Davis didn't give the guy. For those who don't know, if you don't give somebody a space to complete their land, their <laughs> jump, and you fall into them while they're finishing their their jump shot, yeah, that's a foul. And he landed on top of him. And yeah, and he whoop. didn't need to. That was like no, one of the impossible three-point attempts ever that was there was no way in fuck well, that was it, going it, in. it's it's really tough from that from where he was at the baseline he was at the baseline at the very very corner so you're technically at that point you're shooting you're not you still have to shoot it like around the rim a little bit just yeah. a little bit that's a tough shot and didn't go in but he got fouled he hit all three went in overtime lakers still ended up winning but what an absolute thriller that play-in game was. Um, Dude, it was that fun. Was, that was fantastic. Um, all the others were good, but nothing compared to that one. Um, yeah. So and that one's on. really the only. That one's really the only one worth talking about. And we can oh, yeah. move to. That's, we can move to round true. one, which uh, luckily, by being sick for this entire time, all I got to do was just lay in bed and watch playoff games. So I watched every single game uh, start to finish. I think the only one I missed was the Heat Bucks because I believe that was early and I just uh, didn't wake up or whatever. But all of them so far have just been fantastic. I know last night we had two games where one of those series I believe is over. I think it's going to be a sweep. Uh, The Nets, Sixers, even as a Sixers fan, I'm trying to – stay so you know here, I'll, non. i'm gonna i'm gonna read this on it so uh, game one uh going up boston beat atlanta uh 112 to 99 looked pretty easy for them to do so gonna uh, also then, be a sweep yeah i'm really feeling that not being a boston fan i mean i you know what i mean not being a biased fan but yeah um and then your 76ers sixers looked good against the nets man um which was fantastic uh, Cleveland did end up losing to the Knicks, but we have talked about we like Cleveland. They're a younger team, but the Knicks just kind of been playing well. Um, 
the big fun one that I enjoyed watching on uh, Saturday night because I was working, I was covering a shift, was Sacramento-Golden State. What a wonderful game that was. Um, Maybe the best game this season. Like, oh, yeah. And what like, was what was the great thing about that, though, is, you know, watching that, um, the Kings came back. They Their second half was just absolutely phenomenal. Like, 29 in the first quarter, 26 in the second quarter. Then they went 36, 35, and they just, they just turned it on. Um, yeah. absolutely turned it on. Uh, ooh, sorry, wrong button. Um, I mean, Fox, he had an absolute monster game. He had a monster game. He had 38 points, but what I thought was a better story from, from them was Monk coming off the bench. 32 yes. points in was I think 28 minutes? Yeah, 28 minutes. 32 points in 28 minutes. What and a then, stud. What a well, stud coming off. And he was 14 for 14 from the line. He did not yeah. miss a free throw. He was absolutely clutch. He, yes, Fox, but here's the thing. We knew Fox was going to be good because Fox has been good. The, this Kings team, you mentioned it, um, I think, last episode. They're one of the better scoring teams in the league and not a lot of people were watching and you know if they don't watch i mean sacramento kings have we we don't talk about these teams you know and he was great but monk had an absolute monster of a game um and this is one of those series which i do think is over really you don't you i think this one has the potential to go seven because because not not with what great draymond did Draymond, gonna be, he's going <laughs> to oh, be suspended. We'll yeah, he's going to be suspended. They're they're going to miss him on the interior. It's done. It is done. I guarantee you that. I don't. I think Sacramento will sweep this. We'll get to uh, that game, but my take on that is I kind of agree with what Draymond did. I kind of get it. I get it, Casino. We'll get to that. We'll talk I about that game. I don't. We're oh man, we're going to be totally opposite here. <laughs> Uh, but let's get some, first get talk. some spice. <laughs> so about that first game, I think the when talking about Kings Warriors, I think the thing that surprised me most, right? We talked about it on our last episode, just and we've talked about the Kings for this whole run up to the playoffs, how great of an offensive team they were. They have so many guys who can give you 20 a night, you know, and not many teams, teams like the Lakers or the Warriors have the superstars. And I don't think DeAndre Fox is a superstar or De'Aaron Fox, I'm sorry, is a superstar, but he's at that upper echelon. I think what makes the King so fun to watch is they have so many guys who can give you 20 and all of them giving you 20 is how they're one of the highest scoring offenses in NBA history like it's fun to watch the thing that surprised me about that game is not only how good they were defensively but Mm. that home crowd was fucking electric like they haven't been since what oh it was oh six no it was it was 2000 it was 23 years okay so I know it was a long time a long time and and the crazy thing is is they what they won one playoff game then Something like that. I don't yeah. remember. Or I think they might have even got swept. I believe. I think maybe so. maybe swept. I don't know, but I just know that it did not go over well their first time into the playoffs. There. 
Yeah, but that crowd was electric. This like light the beam thing, I'm like all about. That's such oh, yeah. a great like slogan and such like a great like victory thing. And then last night, they they got a big lead. They missed like a bunch of shots, but they kept just stealing the ball from Golden State and doing these dunks where every time the crowd just came unglued to have yeah. that much enthusiasm and passion over an entire basketball game like man they there's no lulls like you watch that whole game let's just let's just finish talking about this this series series. and we'll move on to a different series why i think it's over is so if you for those of you that may have not watched it or whatnot draymond green 100 is back into the fold of being a jackass (laughs) i don't agree with this at all uh very physical game but uh, I can never say what's the guy's name for the Kings. It's a very tough name for me to uh, say. Sabonis. Sabonis. There it is. Yeah. So he went to the ground, and yeah, he grabbed Draymond's. Why is he grabbing his leg? Why are Listen. you grabbing, dude? If you're grabbing my leg, I'm I, I'm putting my foot in your face. Get the fuck off my leg, especially if you're a foot, especially if you're a basketball player. My feet. For Draymond Green, my feet are almost seven feet away from me. Get the fuck off my foot. Like, I'm kicking. I If I was Draymond Green, I would not have jumped. I would have put my foot right on his fucking face and squished it into the court. If you're okay. going to get ejected, <laughs> go all out. Kick him in the fucking ribs. Get off my foot. There's yeah, no okay. explanation. I'm not say, okay, I'm not saying that that dude is not in the – I'm not – you, you cut me off. You always do this when there's a hot topic, when I we have opposing things. So was grabbing his leg wrong? Hell yeah. Should he probably be suspended a game as well? Sure. Find this. But it was the excess, like the excessive nature of what Green did. Not He didn't just put his foot on and push off. He jumped up and slammed <laughs> his foot down into his ribs. That's where I have my issue. And he's a repeat offender. He's a repeat offender. Luckily, at least this time it wasn't in the fucking nuts. You know, that he's showing he's showing that he's aging a little bit. He doesn't got as much fight as he used to, because back in the day he used to just go for the nuts, you know. And and if he was still Draymond of old, he would go for the nuts, but he didn't. He went for the chest cavity instead. But regardless, <laughs> I didn't like the actions of either player. I'm not giving the Kings guy an out on this at all. He grabbing a a tall player like that, heavy player like that, whether you were scared for him to land on you or not, that's only going to make it worse because bigger players can be clumsy, especially if you take away their roots. So that don't do that. So it's bad on him. That caused a lot of issues, but the severity of Draymond, because Draymond already had his foot on his chest and could have just like pushed off and, you know, yeah, pushed yeah. off. I'm I'm fine with you on that. Like, get the fuck off my leg. Pushed off his chest. Fine. It was he had his foot on his chest, and instead of pushing off, he jumped, he jumped. up with his foot yeah. and slammed it back down into his ribs. That's my issue. That's my issue. Where you could have severely injured that guy. If you're pissed off and it's the heat of the moment and you want to push off, fine. Push off. You're not gonna break a rib by pushing off on a guy. You know that's. That's fine. He's going to move a little bit. His body's going to shift. You're not going to break a rib. But when you come directly down onto the dude, 
Fuck you. You're a piece of shit, Draymond Green. I've always disliked <laughs> this dude. I've always hated Draymond. We've talked about it. He's dead weight for the team. He's fucking yeah. dead weight. He's well, not a he good should... player for them anymore. What he should I mean, have done he had eight, is... He had eight fucking points in that game. In that game yeah. last night. Eight, eight points. Eight points, four rebounds, five assists. Get one for one for two from um uh from the free throw line. He was awful. He's he's a liability. At what point does Golden State because he's on his last year of his contract coming up? Why not just be like, add ah, it's like from what I was if I'm correct, it's like 27 million or something like that. Why not get fucking rid of him for his last year? Fucking be done with him. He's too much controversy. He's not a good player anymore. So he wasn't a good player last year when they won it. Because that was the Steph yeah. show. Fuck Rick Trey. Yeah. So this, this is season... why I think the Kings are going to win is, one, you nailed it. Yes, they're not, they're not going to be playing at home the next few. But that fan base is electric. And that's not too far of a drive. I guarantee you the amount of Kings fans that are going to be at this Golden State game will blow your mind. You know, yeah. Golden State fans, they're like, ah, we've been there. The Kings fans, they don't go. This is a big deal to them. I guarantee you their fans are going to travel. I like their intensity. I like what the entire team's doing. And as you said, everybody's putting up points. Um, I, I really like how this how this team is shaping up. Um, Monk came off the bench again, put up 18 again. Mitchell put up 14 from the bench. Um, Murray, their starter, only had two points. However, everybody else was in double digits. This team is well-balanced, and you win games postseason games being well balanced and i will make a segue later about that into hockey on my take on a certain team so i think the kings are going to sweep them if not in five in five there's no way golden state comes back from this unless unless steph curry can do what he did all playoffs last year and just be like i'm steph curry i'm gonna put up 50 a game go fuck yourself watch me do what i do but I don't think that's going to be the case. So now to put a pin in (sighs) the uh, Draymond Green thing, I didn't have an issue with the stomping. I think he should have Shawn Michaels super kicked him just right in the fucking neck. His foot was there. He could have just slipped it right up there. But my issue with Draymond Green, he's never been my favorite player. His fucking, you know, you know, you know, what's what's so funny is I, I love how that you're getting your, your, going with violence in basketball games. Yet that one time you had a basketball game in my backyard. Yeah. You had, you, you had your bench come out and uh, take care of it for you. <laughs> I'm all for prison rules, basketball. I'm all for it, <laughs> but um, my issue. So Draymond green, I've always kind of just been like, eh, like I don't really have a strong opinion on him either or his, uh, obviously, it's on a podcast because we do the only sports podcast. His radio show is fucking fantastic. Everybody should listen to it. And he he's great. Stick to on that. This. He's great. I did not. I did not like how he was with the media afterwards. Like they put out well, that. that of him. That really pissed me off. It was like this was the biggest point in the game. <laughs> yeah, this was and the biggest point it, in the game, and it swayed. And now you're going to get suspended a game. I guarantee yes. it. But again, you're not going to get a point. So you're going to be down. I, I I really think that the Kings go up at least three Oh in the series and then win one of the next two. 
I honestly don't think him being suspended is going to be that big of an impact. This season, he's only averaging in the regular season eight and a half points, seven uh, rebounds, seven assists. Like That's fine. And you know what? I respectively disagree because, yeah, his numbers are shit, but his presence of being a bully Yes. Messes well, with that's people. why he's still on the team and has well, been. Yeah, and that's that messes with people's mind. So you and their psyche. You take him out, and they're like, "Oh, well, we don't have this brute that's gonna fucking chop my nuts off or <laughs> curb stomp me in the goddamn chest or throat." In in your case, I'm gonna feel a little more comfortable out on the fucking court. I'm not gonna have to watch my back for I'm going up for a layup, and I'm gonna have Draymond Green coming down and tomahawking my fucking head off. <laughs> Well, it's going to be that's a big deal. That's a big deal. The ironic part is with Draymond suspended next game, the player that needs to step up is the player that Draymond Green punched and ha- he had a tear. And that's also the kind of catalyst for people saying why they're bad on the road is that punch, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, pool is the one in game three who needs to step up because Wiggins had a great game. Curry had a great game. He's still concussed from that punch, man. He's, he's not, he can't can't handle it anymore. He literally only played 16 minutes, had three rebounds, one assist, four points. That's not going to get it done. Draymond's out there to, Draymond's out there to kill people. So (laughs) now the issue I did have with Draymond in this game was after where they were reviewing it and he's like getting in with the fans and like doing a weird celebratory. I don't know what the fuck he was. He doesn't, he didn't think he was going to get fucking ejected. Yeah. I don't know what that was. That was fucking weird. And that's, that scared the shit out of me. (laughs) that is one of the reasons why people don't like draymond is because when shit like this happens he has like that mini meltdown after the fact but i do think i do think of course i woke up my child draymond that was great next two games in Golden state and then it becomes the thing where can they win one of the next two after that in uh, in Sacramento, and with that crowd no. and environment, no. I don't know if they can. I really don't. No, I well, had you just really said Warriors in seven. I know I had really high hopes for the Warriors, but no way, man, it ain't happening. I really need it, to see it, it, them. It ain't happening. I really need to see them win the next two in Golden State, which I think they're more than capable of doing because no. they're a completely they're different the next, team. They're going to lose the next. That's true, but they're going to lose the next one because Draymond Green's out, and everybody's not going to be scared of Green coming down, coming down their back. So that's my well, take on the, that. That's your take on that. What the Kings Whatever. need to do is they need to come out the next game and just punch fucking Golden State right in the mouth and say, "We don't give a shit if this is your home court. We're winning this series." If Sacramento wins the next game. It's obviously over because 3-0 is such a huge deficit to overcome. But yeah, if Golden State wins the next game, then it becomes one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Uh, But let's move over to, so Kings Warriors, Warriors being down 0-2 for like the first time since, I think somebody said on the broadcast, the first time they've been down 0-2 in a series since like 2012. So almost 10 years, which is fucking insane. But 
Uh, the next series I wanted to talk about was Lakers-Grizzlies. Lakers leads one to zero. Grizzlies, they've been a fucking Man, dumpster yeah. fire for the past month, maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, they're, they look bad. John Morant, he's playing all right. He only had 18 points in that first game. Um, was it 18? Yeah, 18. He's he's not looking 100%, but the thing that stood out for me the most, though, is the balance that the Lakers have um, in their starting lineup. Uh, and also they have uh, uh, Hichimura, or however you say his name, Hachimura, coming off the bench. He did really well. He had 29 points. He actually led the team in points in scoring in game one, which was great. LeBron James, uh, 11 rebounds. Davis, 12 rebounds, over both over 20 points. They just looked like a good, complete team. And you were talking about this. If they can figure out their weird play style and if Davis can actually come out of being an injury broken job or glass job fucker and basically learn how to play basketball without wanting to fall down and cry every single time, they're going to do very well. Um then again, it is against the Grizzlies, and as you said, the Grizzlies have started to fall towards the end of the season. They've lost a lot of their steam going into the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, with the Lakers, LeBron James, he looks like he's going to do well. And you know what's crazy? I hate how this new system with the and uh, with with the NBA and on they played Sunday. Their next game is not till game two is on Wednesday. I don't like this weird playoff schedule where you play like a game one game and then like day three you play another game and then it's like four days till you play your next playoff game i fucking can't stand that um so basically all i said beach was because he walked away for a second was i like how the lakers are playing as a team they had a really good amount of uh they had really good play where everybody was scoring um, I did mention that uh, coming off the bench, uh, the Hachimura had the most points for the team at 29, but Davis and James both had over over 10 rebounds. Memphis just did not look good. John Morant, only 18 points, didn't look that dominant in the game. Um, and then I was talking about how I don't like how the NBA scheduling, because next game is until Wednesday. Like, I know. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like it at all. I don't like how this is playing out. But the like, Lakers. Also, look, let me ask you this. I want to ask you this. Do you think the Lakers? I know you you were high on them going into the playoffs. Do you think the Lakers are just kicking it into the gear right now, and they're as good as they're showing, or do you think that the Grizzlies are just as bad as they have been towards the later of the season, or is it a combination of both? That's a good question. I think. I lost a I did lot. A little bit of studying. I tried. You know, I, <laughs> I, mean, I lost. Was I was bored while you were sick, dude. I'll tell you what. When the Western Conference playoffs before they started, I remember either telling you on this podcast or off. Like I was like Lakers. I'm I'm on the Laker train of like they can go to the finals, right? Like they have all the tools. They're a great defensive team. They have Davis, who was the best player on the team. They obviously still have LeBron who can turn it on and off when he wants to. I but... really think that it helped. I really think quick side note before you continue. I think that it really helped that uh, LeBron was out for a while because yeah. to make the playoffs. Well, that's how they won the bubble up. championship. 
Yeah. That's how they Davis, got, he got Davis that had break to step up towards the end of the season. Yeah. And, well, I mean, just, just as break aside, I think it was important for, I think it was important for Davis to kind of step up into another gear and be like, oh shit, I got to be a good player for this team to be able to be successful. I think it was, yeah. I think it was huge for him. Well, then you also talk about Hachimura, but the uh, emergence of Reeves as just this great guard who is getting amazing looks and Little just whitey. hit every whitey. shot. Like, whitey. It's, it's, okay? I mean, okay to say? Huh. yes, it's, but it's also <laughs> like a shooting guard that has great shots that LeBron trusts. Like, in that game one, LeBron was barely involved he was just dishing it out to all these guys who were just having like career days against the number two seed if you would have covered up both the numbers and you would have watched five minutes into that first quarter you would have been like clearly the Grizzlies are the seventh seed and the Lakers are the two seed but it's like night and day I mean I think we and like sports media in general underestimated how problematic the whole Morant situation would be to the Grizzlies as a whole. They I told, all, I no, no, not me. What did I say? I <laughs> said it would be an issue. I they, said it would be an issue. Go back and watch my thing while you talk about this. I'm going to go get my kid. I'm going to do my victory walk on. I knew that this would mess up the Grizzlies organization. You did not. I win. I'm going to go get my child. Turn on TV. I win. I mean, just the the body language between the Grizzlies and, like, the Hawks just look like two teams who are just, like, we're in the playoffs, but how the fuck do we get out of the playoffs? Like, they just don't look like they want to be there. Same with the um, – same with the Timberwolves. Like those three teams, if we're doing like the body language playoffs, those are the top three seeds of teams where it's just like, how did we get here? Why are we here? How can we go home? Like none of them, but the Grizzlies are just more banged up than I thought they were going into the playoffs. And then I think, I think now the games and the teams that are going to be a sweep are only fourfold and ironically it worked out where two in the east two in the west the two teams in the east that i think are just going to be sweeps are celtic sixers and then in the west it's going to be nuggets lakers i don't see the grizzlies winning a game i don't see the timberwolves winning a game and it'll be really interesting to see what the next round matchups are but uh, the teams we don't even really have to talk about are the Nuggets, the Sixers, the Lakers we just did, and then the, what was the other? Oh, the Celtics. I think those are all sweeps. I think those first games were almost dominant in how effortless it looked for one team compared to the other. But right. the, Let me, I mean, I the, ask, before we get to Giannis game, what do you think of so I'm I'm gonna since you know more about this I want to propose your question or propose the question and you think of you know you let me know um, so with the Phoenix and LA Clippers how bad is Chris Paul right now playing do you think he's washed up uh, I think he's been washed for 
two, maybe three years, but I think yeah. he's such a smart player that he he kind of is having the Draymond Green effect where just his presence on the court kind of makes his teammates better, even if the other team doesn't fear him. Like, he just has this, uh, I don't know, aura about him where I don't think a better point guard right now on the Suns would be a better addition, if that makes sense. Like, well, that's fine. I mean, he did have tennis, so he did have 10 assists. Um, but I mean, Durant looked good, Craig looked good, Booker, Aiton, they all Aiton was two points shy of 20, and then that would put everybody at over 20 points. Um, but yeah, Paul, seven points. I don't know, I wanted more out of him. Um, so and then so hey, with that going on the other team with the Clippers, what do you think of Kawhi Leonard coming out into the playoffs and looking hot? Well, I think Kawhi Leonard has almost like the Tom Brady effect where remember early in like Tom Brady's career where it was just like during the regular season. I mean, you even look at his numbers like compared to his contemporaries at the time and you're just like, oh, he's like the 15th to 20th 20th best quarterback in the league. And then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and it was just like, him and Manning would all of a sudden switch where it was like Manning during the regular season was throwing 50 touchdowns, almost 5,000 yards and just lighten it up. Then when he got to the playoffs, he was like one touchdown. I need my, I need my defense. I need my defense. Yeah. And then Tom Brady would always throw like three touchdowns, zero interceptions in like every playoff game over 300 yards. And you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? That is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard during the regular season, you're like, yeah, he's really good. And then he gets to the playoffs and like some switch turns on in him where he can go for almost 50 a night. And you're like, where the fuck has this Kawhi Leonard been? Like, I I love Kawhi Leonard. I love Kawhi Leonard. I I think I've talked about this in the past. I watched him play um, against my UNLV, or our, but my UNLV running Rebels. Uh, when he was for San Diego State, I was in college at that time. I love Kawhi Leonard. He's a great two-way player. He just wants to ball. And yeah, yeah. This one though, I, I mean, do you think Durant well, no, this... should make? Do you think Durant can make this an interesting series, or do you think that uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to run away with this? Well, we're burying the lead here. This was the Russell Westbrook game. This was. Yeah. I've never. I've never seen a playoff game like this where a player has as bad of a night shooting, but is so integral to the game that he like wins it. That block on Booker that he then throws the ball to Booker to bounce it off him to, so it goes out of bounds. That's one of the yeah. smartest, like best basketball plays you're ever going to see. Like that was, yeah. and that so, basically won them the game. I, I don't. Yeah. It's crazy. So he had, uh, he had three blocks, two steals. Um, but yet he goes three for 19, but he also had 10 rebounds and eight assists. But the three for 19 is just awful. My I kid mean, wants an apple. So continue on this. I'm going to oh, chop her some apple. <laughs> The last like four or five minutes in this, the fourth quarter of this game, like it was 
the epitome of Russell Westbrook, which is he's jacking up a three when there's no reason for him to be jacking up a three. Of course, he bricks it. Then he like steals the ball from Durant. He has the Booker play. He does a uh, a cut right through the middle of the defense and just does a layup like a like only he and like ten other players in the league can do. And it's just like no matter. If you wanted to frame this as a great Russell Westbrook game or a terrible Russell Westbrook game, you have evidence on both sides of those arguments. Like it was just, it was just one of the craziest playoff performances you'll just ever see. I mean, great game. Just, I mean, I'm the fastest uh, apple chopper in the world. His D Russell Westbrook is. Russell Russell Westbrook's defense just on Kevin Durant alone you were just like what the fuck is happening he like stole the ball from him like three or four separate times he was always in his face like knocking the ball out of his hand like uh Durant just looked annoyed and then the Suns I don't know what their offensive game plan was where it was like uh bench players are on the other side of the court like drilling where booker and durant are standing the other side and like nobody's moving and nobody's creating space and it doesn't look like a play's being run and then nothing happens and that happened for a five minute stretch in the fourth quarter where it was like i don't even know what the fuck the suns are doing like the two i will take credit for at the beginning of the season the call I made for the Cleveland Cavaliers to be good. But I think two of my biggest misses on this season are the Mavericks and the Suns. Cause I thought both of them would be really high playoff contenders. And now at this point around into the playoffs, like we'll see if we can get even a good Russell Westbrook game in game two, but the Suns, it wasn't just Westbrook. It was a lot of their game planning and how they were setting up everything. It was just like, oh yeah, these guys as a unit have not played a lot of games together. And it yeah, looked like that. That like, looked like it. You're right. It looked like a team of individuals putting up points instead of a team trying to win a game. So that's concerning. And there's also like nothing in this game. Like, and we'll segue to the heat uh Giannis game yeah. where it's like I think that's they, pretty much the last thing to talk about yeah we're yeah. like the two differences are the Clippers won because they had a great Westbrook game and a great Kawhi Leonard game but they were also missing Paul George so it's like the Clippers have the potential to be better during this season in terms of player personnel than they did in game one and they still low-key dominated the Bucks and Heat, it's like the Heat dominated the Bucks, but because Giannis was out. So it's like if Giannis can come back, I don't think the Heat can hold on. But if the, the Clippers can only get better, and I don't know that. So that's probably if I had to rank my interest in games, it's Warriors Kings one, but Clippers and Suns are like number two for me. That game was just fucking insane uh now the last game yeah we're gonna talk it's about what i was just talking about heat bucks uh Giannis goes out i believe in the first quarter end of the first quarter after scoring six points three rebounds 
he had a shoulder injury or an arm injury or something. But yeah, this game not is not good because one of the Iron Man of the NBA has been Giannis, where he has not been uh, the injury bug like a Kawhi Leonard we were just talking about. But he did not practice Tuesday, and the Bucks coach or owner is saying they're optimistic for his return but when you're in the first round of the playoffs first game and you get knocked out in the first quarter and then it's like a lingering injury like that's i this is uh red alarms on all fronts as a sixers fan uh uh this is very good news but as a as a celtics fan yeah yeah, as a Celtics and Sixers fan, like this is great news. As a fan of basketball in the NBA, like it's I fucking bad. hate when this shit happens. I yeah, especially so to much. a nice guy like Giannis. I I yeah. fucking love Giannis. So do I. I don't think there's like people, <laughs> even like uh uh opponents of him. I don't think there's a thing to hate about him. Yeah, yeah. his free like, you, throw. You thing can totally is get like. Annoying. You could totally get. He comes up, tries to do a block, and he misses, and say he like you know, smacks the head a little bit. You turn around, you're like, fuck you. Man. Oh, wait, it's Giannis. You're good, man. We're cool. I know you didn't yeah. do that. I like you, buddy. You want to uh, get dinner after this? Let's go. <laughs> but um, in this game, uh, my favorite but, the thing, the Heat did shoot for almost The Heat did shoot for almost 60% from the field. Um, and as you were about to say, one of your favorite players in the NBA, Butler, he had yes. a really good game. Yeah. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is kind of like Kawhi Leonard light where he still does <laughs> great regular season games. But during the playoffs, he kind of like turns it up. But again, I think this is a way different game. I don't think the heat win with uh, Giannis out, but if Giannis is going to be out this, if even one more game or two more games, like Heat already stole home home field advantage right because they won the first game in milwaukee so the rest of the series like who fucking knows if this is a lingering injury uh the east was already down to basically three teams and after what we've seen in the playoffs i don't think that has changed at all Mm -mm. uh but if Giannis is out or this injury keeps him out or makes him 50% of the player he normally is like this is Celtic Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals against whoever knows because, from the fucking West. Again, I know you're a big Sixers fan. I am a casual Celtics fan. So I would be happy for you if your Sixers, Sixers go, but I would also obviously like the Celtics to win. But that would, that would be fun to watch. Uh, and then in the East, the Knicks Cavaliers, like great first game, really two evenly matched teams i think this is one of those series that goes seven i think this goes seven i think suns clippers has the potential to go seven let's see how the suns respond in game two we obviously talked about warriors kings potentially going seven and then heat bucks i don't even know what to make of this one i don't know warriors kings go seven i think it goes five (laughs) but suns bucks i mean based on pretty much Giannis this has sweep written on it this has seven games five games if he comes back I don't know it's yeah well because here's the thing like Middleton and Butler will cancel themselves out 
pretty much. And yeah. it's like, what can the rest of the team do? Yeah. And then Sixers, Celtics, I think are sweeps. Uh, Nuggets oh, are sweep. Lakers look like they're going to be sweeps, maybe five. And then, yeah. So I think first off, great first round, but the second round is going to be fucking fantastic. If this is how one and eight seeds are playing each other and two and sevens are playing, like imagine two and three seeds, two and four seeds, like it's going to be a great, great second round. And obviously we'll be talking more probably like we just did now game by game each episode, because between episodes, there's only going to be what, like five, six games, maybe. Well, I mean, our next episode is going to be Friday. So we're going to be going, we're hitting it back. So, yeah. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Um, now let's get to the NHL playoffs casino. Unless there's woo, Golden Knights, no, unless there's anything no, else you want to add about NBA. Nah, um, I'm already time pinched here. The wife will be home in like 20 minutes, so I need to start running on this. Because, you know, when she gets home, it's chaos. chaos. <laughs> Just chaos. Anyway, um, so yeah, it came down, because we haven't talked in a while. It came down, the East kind of got wrapped up fairly shortly after our last episode, but it came down to the last game for the Western to decide a lot of things for a lot of teams. Uh, So the Knights, they had one game to go. And if they won their game against Seattle um, in their very, in game 82, they were going to win the Pacific and win the West. They did it. They won it. Fantastic. Awesome. Three to one. Way way to to go. Um, and again, that's not me just talking about the Knights. That was a very important thing. And then also with that, um, the last game for the Avalanche, they were playing the Predators, decided if the Avs take the central number one or if um, or if Dallas was going to pull it. Dallas, it, it was really close, but the Avs, I don't know what my kids screaming. All right. So we're back. Casino, you were talking about the first round of the playoffs that started yeah. last night. Uh, what game you Sorry want to talk about, about first? Um, yeah, so that finally got all settled. So yesterday, Monday night, was the for us, was the start of the playoffs. Really good. The first two games were entertaining. So those were the two Easts. Um, you had the number one seed with Boston playing the eight seed Florida. What you expected, Boston ended up winning 3-1. They they made it look fairly simple. Um, they made it look fairly simple. Uh, really not much to talk about that game. I think this could be a sweep. I don't think Florida's going to get anything. If maybe Florida gets one game off of this, if they're lucky. Uh, but they're the AC for a reason. Boston, which they did, by the way, end up getting the record. They are now the highest uh, most games won in a single season and the most points in a single season uh, for any NHL franchise in history. So congrats to them. I knew they were going to take it. Um, moving over to the other one, the Carolina. Uh, well, also, per- Casino, what's up? We, uh, I know you want to talk about in the Bruins Panthers game when the one oh, guy yeah, grabbed totally. I, the Sorry, I got, fl- I, yeah, I got, I got flustered with the kid. So <laughs> when absolutely- you grab somebody's stick, you can't attempt to break it, and then when it doesn't break, you just set it to the side. You break oh, yeah. that fucking stick. Yeah, so break what happened it. was, <laughs> so uh, Bertuzzi, the Bruins player, he was heading to the bench. He was having a little tussle with Cousins, um, the, the 
Florida Panthers player, and they were just jabbering back and forth. And <laughs> Cousins had his stick in front of Bertuzzi. And so what does Bertuzzi do? He rips it out of his hand, goes slight. I love playoff hockey, and they're just they're <laughs> fucking goofs. He goes into his into his uh, bench, and Cousins tries to like reach in and like he pushes Bertuzzi, and you know, kind of just like ah, whatever. And then finally, Cousins leaves. Bertuzzi sits around. He turns around. He tries to break the stick by like slamming it on the ground a couple times. It doesn't work, so he just like lays it next to him. He like his gingerly ben- sets it next. Yeah, to him. gingerly sets it next to him, and the entire bench is just laughing. And the the Lions judge comes over and grabs it and takes it back to the bench uh, of the Panthers players. But it was just, if you haven't seen it, look up Bertuzzi steals cousin stick. It is absolutely hysterical. I love playoff hockey. These little shenanigans (laughs) that they do. There was one year where a Golden Knights player in the playoffs, he, um, I think it was to Evander Kane, who I can't stand. He played for the Sharks and now he plays for um, the Oilers. He's a douche. Anyway, Uh, and he owes money, a lot of money to our Vegas casinos. Anyway, um, one of our players squirted water as he he was, uh, skating by and it just like from the bench, just like squirted water. And the guy ended up getting a a penalty for it, game misconduct, but it was really funny just as the player was skating by, he just squirts his water bottle and covers his face. It's (laughs) fantastic. So yeah, though, that was really funny, but that game, I can see that being a sweep. If not. Florida might get one, but I, I don't see. Um, the team that I do think that has a potential of beating Boston, this wouldn't happen until the Eastern Conference Finals if they both make it there, would be Carolina Hurricanes. Remember, uh, beginning of the season, they were the team that the odds were the best for to win the Cup. Um, they had a little slow start, but then they thrived at the end. I think the Canes have a good shot. Um, or if the Maple Leafs and the Bruins can get into the second round, the Bruins have always had the Maple Leafs number, and I would laugh. Obviously, I wouldn't because I like the Bruins or my first love. If the Maple Leafs, who have always been shut out by the Bruins in the playoffs, which the Hall of Fame is, the Hall of Fame is there in Toronto and like everything for NHL. Like it is that is the place for mecca you've of been hockey. On, you've also been on this one for a while. You want this to happen so bad. You're trying to will it into existence. I think it would be. But I just as a sports fan, obviously it's my team, but Knights are first now. So I I think it would be funny. And it, this would be the year where Maple Leafs would beat the Boston Bruins and upset their historic year. I just I think it would be I think it would be a funny story. But obviously I don't want that to happen, but it could be a funny story. Uh anyway, <laughs> so the better two games were in the West, Western Conference last night. You had Dallas, Minnesota versus Edmonton and LA. What was why I'm so excited for the Western Conference, and we've talked about this before we started playoffs, is the transparency between these teams in the West is almost nothing. Yeah. Seven, uh, seven of the eight teams were over 100 points, and the Knights won it with like 111. It was a very close race. And like I said, games weren't central was decided in game 82 for the Avs, central and or the Pacific and the Western was deciding game 82 for the Knights. And the Jets didn't clinch until the second to last game, until game 81. Absolutely phenomenal. And it did not, not disappoint. So I was bouncing back. So Dallas, Minnesota, wild game, very physical. It was the better game to watch. The Edmonton LA game had a better, had a better ending. 
but Dallas Minnesota was a playoff game. I don't know if you watched any of this. Yeah, it was brutal. I watched this it whole was game. Nasty. This was good. Yeah. So it was a nasty, hard hitting, aggressive game. A lot of penalties were not called, but it was going both ways, which I appreciated on that. The refs just let them beat the shit out of each other. There was a, <laughs> there was some cross checks like right in front of the net on players yeah. that have played on the same no, this teams was a together, game. where it was just like a cross check to the back, not called, and it was to a previous teammate. This guy absolutely ruthless of game but there was a hit there was a hit on Pavelski the Dallas captain that uprooted him the guy only got a two-minute minor the Knights in their first year Pavelski at the time was playing for the Sharks and that was that whole five-minute major they scored four goals the Sharks scored four goals on the Knights um, ended up making it into OT because the Knights scored a late one and then the Knights lost um but it was the same thing. It was Pavelski who got injured. That Mr. Gl- broken, just glass jaw Pavelski, but he wasn't bleeding out the ear this time like he was last time <laughs> where he just fell and hit the ice and banged his head on the ice. Um, this was a hard, hard, nasty hit, uprooted him off the ice, just like skates. At one point, his feet were above his head. The hit, I think, was fine. Uh, it may have been a little late. But it's how Pavelski landed on his head. They they had to like help skate him off, and he is wobbling. Like he's yes, it's ice and it's slippery. I get that, whatever. But he is wobbling, and he could not stay upright. Um, I haven't looked in to see what the news is on him, but I guarantee you he's not playing for a little bit. He got fucking wrecked. So this yeah. game ended up going in into double OT. Um, and what's crazy with OT in the from the regular season to the playoffs for hockey is in regular season, you do a five minute OT three V three, and then it goes to shootouts games over. We call it. So in the playoffs, they don't go to shootout. This is where everybody, this is why I'm fine with shootouts is because it doesn't affect the postseason where you play golden goal, golden goal. Yeah. You give 20 minutes per overtime period. And you just keep going until somebody scores. It didn't happen until double OT. Minnesota scored, which as a Knights fan, I'm happy about this. I much rather go up against Dallas or go up against Minnesota if they can make it, and if that's just who we, you know, who we would end up playing. But I'm just thinking long term as a sports fan, as I do, because Dallas swept the Knights anyway. So crazy long game there, and I really liked it because that was two good matchups. Um, for the, for the start of the Western Conference uh, playoff run. Then in the Edmonton-LA game, did we have a thriller? So <laughs> the Oilers, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to you know talk it up. Jazz uh, it up. Jazz it up. So in perfect fashion, one of the two best scorers this year um, on the highest scoring offense, Leon Dreisaitl, he was absolute savage. He had two goals. Oilers were up big. Uh, Oilers were up 3-1 going into uh, the Oilers were up 3-1. Yeah, going into the third and going into the third. Where is it here? Sorry, 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 sorry. Pull it up. No, they were up 2-1 going into the third. But the line uh, with Andre uh, Andre Kemp uh, and Anze Kopitar and Matt Roy, they had an absolutely phenomenal line. 
because they not only did um uh, bah, 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 where is this? god dang it sorry i'm watching the kid as well uh, uh not only did uh kopitar have a goal uh so yeah kopitar had a goal and he had three assists so in all four goals he contributed i've got a message yep 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 sounds good of course well you know what if you didn't i get a text from bj over here saying hey we gotta hurry up i've got 10 minutes i told you only 10 minutes on nfl you went 35 minutes and when i texted That's you it's oh no, true. this is true. This is true. And I was like, hey, we gotta wrap it up. We've got to wrap it up. It's 35 minutes into the and you go, I don't care. You can listen. You can listen back. Listen back. In my defense, in there, no, I did not no see defense. your messages until right now. Yeah, no, no, because I was hitting the button. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, so the Kings come and and out of absolutely nowhere and they they win against the Oilers in OT. Fantastic. Fantastic game because they scored with 17 seconds to go left in regulation to push it into OT because um, they had pulled their goalie and everything. And we get the game-winning goal in OT for the Kings. I'm happy about this because the Oilers scared me in the West. They were the very best team in the West where they were coming in there, coming into the playoffs on a 15-point game win streak or 15-point game point streak. They were 14-0-1. So they won 14 of their last 15, and they did lose one, but it was in OT. The team's on fire going into the playoffs. I'm glad they finally lost to the Kings because this is who the Knights, if the Knights can beat the Jets, would end up playing in the second round, would be one of these two teams. I would rather have the Kings, but if not the Kings, I'd rather it be a longer series so the Oilers can tire out, you know, so they feel like they're not godly like they were going into the playoffs. Um, so fantastic opener to that tonight. We do have Vegas, Winnipeg. We do have the New Jersey devils playing the Rangers. Uh, and then the earlier games, you have Toronto and Tampa Bay, um, and then Colorado and Seattle, which I'm excited for all these in Colorado is expected to win this game. They've had the, the hotter streak, but, Knights did win the last two games, two games in the regular season against Seattle, but I was scared watching those games because Seattle's fast. They're the third highest scoring team in the league. I'm really wondering how Colorado can compete with that. Um, obviously, they're just a good, well-balanced team. They're Stanley Cup champions last year. They're defending champs. They should be fine, but I'm excited to watch that game tonight. Um, I do expect Toronto to beat the Lightning, the Lightning just looked off. Yes, they're still a really good team. You know, they won the uh, they won uh I think it was yeah, three in a row Stanley Cups um before the Avs did. They're absolutely a phenomenal team. I'm excited to watch God. this. Tonight's going to be a good good night of hockey. Dude, between um, hockey and NBA, there's seven playoff games on tonight. And oh, I know. all and seven I only of have them four don't TVs start till at, four. I have Jesus. four TV, I have four TVs at work. Um, where I will be. Uh, so I'm also going to have my phone up on one and then I'm going to have, we have our pad that runs all the TVs. I'm going to have that up on another. So I'm going to have, realistically, I'm going to have three, TV, three TVs on the Knights game because we're a Knights bar. Um, so I will have four games up um, tonight and I'm just getting, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to watch all this. I only got two. Um, I only got two TVs. So that's where we are with with the hockey. Obviously, there's not has 
hasn't been as many games, but if if there are any, I love playoff hockey. I love the shenanigans. I love the hard hitting. Um, there was a lot of fights last night um, in all the games. A lot of hard hitting. This is what makes this league fun. So Connor McDavid, even for the Oilers, he just likes to zoom around people super fast, and he just likes to score. He was laying hits in last night because it's playoff fucking hockey. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is so much fun. And they let yep. a lot go. They let a lot go in the playoffs. They they hold their whistles in playoff hockey uh, for the most part. I mean, Edmonton, LA game, there was a lot of penalties, but there was a lot of fighting and stuff. Anyway, um, so I know you only got like seven minutes. Is that correct? Yeah. So we covered cool. NBA, we covered NFL, NHL, and now Casino wanted to end the pod yeah. on some miscellaneous. So, yeah, so I know hit I us with talk- the miscellaneous, Casino. I will. I will. If you, you just, just let me. Um, <laughs> hit us with sorry, it. Just, Come yeah, on. I'm going I'm to try. Casino. Right. We're right here. We're ready for it. We're, our arms are wide open. Okay. So, uh, Masters. Um, John Ram. I know we were talking. John Rom. Uh, we were talking about um, the Masters a little bit. He ended up winning a total breakdown by Brooks Kepka, which is fantastic because he's kind of a dick. And <laughs> Phil Mickelson had a wonderful final round. Um, he ended up tying for second. Um, he became the oldest player to finish within the top, I think it was top five, uh, the oldest player to finish in the top five in Masters history. But he did it in great fashion. He looked phenomenal. Um, but John Rahm, he comes out. He had a fantastic round as well. But there was a fun story about this. Um, apparently, there was a story where uh, Mickelson was having a conversation with Kepka, And Kepka was like, I'm going to get one of those green jackets. And Mickelson told him. And you can, I'm, I just heard this. I haven't looked into it. But I heard this from a reliable source who knows golf. So I, I need to look into myself as well, but said that Mickelson had a conversation with him. was like, you're never going to get a green jacket because you're too cocky. And look what happened. He shot like a, I'm going off the top of my head. I think this is close first round. Uh, so each day is a, is 72 um, for a, for a full par is 72 uh, for a day. And so first day he was 65. So he was minus seven. And then he was like a 67 and then he went 73, 75 or something like that. Um, so he just kept getting worse every day and you can't do that. You, if you want to win a master's jacket, you got to be on top of it. So I thought that was funny. And cause he is kind of a Duke and he, uh, a Duke, a Dick, a douche. A, he was a Duke. Um, yeah. So I thought that was great, but, uh, he became John Ron becomes the second, uh, Spanish born. Am I frozen? Or are you frozen? We're good. Yeah. So John Ron becomes uh, the second uh, Spanish player to win the Masters. Um, good for him. Like him a lot. Uh, anyway, so now moving over to what I want to talk about. I'm sure you guys are familiar. If you've not, you've been living under a rock. Ryan Reynolds bought this little small club in Rex in uh, Wales called Wrexham with Rob McLaney, uh, the guy who does Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And they're in the National League, which is the fifth tier in English professional soccer. And 
it's really hard to get out of that league because only the top team out of the 20 plus teams will advance. You have to win the league. And then there's a playoff game or a, a playoff round where you, if you win that, you also get promoted. Well, this Wrexham team, the team that Ryan Reynolds bought, has not been promoted um, in over 20 years. And they're about to, and they came to a really important game not too long ago. And I'll explain while I'm bringing this up is um, it came down to two teams. They both had a hundred points. There's like three games to go. And it was on the fourth game to go for both of them. Um, it was Knott's County versus Wrexham, both a hundred points, big game. Pretty much who wins. This was most likely going to win the promotion and move up to the next league. Um, and there was also a big game that day where my team Arsenal for the top tier in the English premier league, or in the English league, which is the EPL, was playing Liverpool. Their rivalry, Arsenal, they're on their run to try to win the title for the first time in over 20 years. So there should have been a lot of eyes on that game. Well, there was more viewing for the Wrexham Notts County game than there was Arsenal Liverpool. Um, Why do you think that right- is? Do you literally well, just it, think it's because, because, it's because the, TV, it's the TV show that came out, Wrexham? FC, we're Ryan Reynolds. Everybody's been watching it. And so have you watched that show? It. Is it good? Yeah, I, I've watched most of it. Oh, the wife's here. About to happen. <laughs> Woo, so <I'm> <laughs> but it was fantastic. So it was a back and forth game. And long story short, it comes to the back to the very, very end where Ryan Reynolds, they went out and they grabbed a goalie that used to play in the EPL. Used to play for Newcastle United um, and Ben Foster. Well, it was... Really close. Wrexham was up 3-2. There was like two minutes left in stoppage time. What happens? A cross comes in. Handball. It was justified handball. It was. The guy tried to head it towards the goal. The Wrexham player had his hand out and hits his hand. It's a penalty. Rightfully so. So what happens is the guy steps up, takes the shot. Ben Foster dives to the correct side. Not only does he make the strong save once with his hand, with his right hand, because uh, it was on the right side. But the ball has so much spin on it, it pops up, and he blocks it again with his left hand and goes out for a corner. Makes a, So that's a huge penalty kick save, and ball comes back in uh, from the corner. They clear it out. Wrexham wins, and they won again today. So they, are, they win one of their next two games. They get promoted. So that's a cool story. But it was absolutely insane that just the hype from Ryan Reynolds and this show – had more viewing for this fifth-tier football club in England than a title race for Arsenal versus a rivalry, Liverpool, in the EPL. Absolutely wild. So, but if you haven't yeah, checked it out, I will it's, never... one of, it's one of the most important saves in, in, honestly, one of the most important saves that I've seen a goalie make in a long time. Last would probably be the World Cup final where um, the goalie for Argentina makes on the France player right at the end. But that wasn't a PK. That was just a good save. Um, but, yeah, there's been a lot of good saves. But a penalty kick, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching that, especially if you're interested in the Wrexham series. Um, it was fun. It was a good game. Uh, but it was cool that they got more views and they had more eyes on that game which you had to go and buy an app and subscribe to national 
football club TV to be able to watch the game. Obviously, overseas, they had the game, and that was probably where a lot more of the viewership was. But still, the pretty power, wild. But that, that, that's the, all I've The power really. of celebrity is always amazing. Oh, like, and then he literally just, the he only is reason. Uprooting, he is uprooting his family, and they are, they are did he did buy a home in Wrexham in this small mining community of the shit end of Wales. And Jesus. yeah, he's moving to, he's moving to Wrexham with his family. <laughs> well, also shout out to our Wales fans. I don't know why Casino yeah. just said you were a shit town. I no, love you. No, no, Again, no. The shit, the shit, collar, end, the tail end, the collar. shit, the tail end of Wales. Like, come on, white man. Collar. White collar. Oh, uh, I'm anything from but. the blue collar side but. of the tracks I'm and the white but. collar side of the tracks. She's such a dick. <laughs> this is this has been the only sport podcast.